Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Davis Maddock. As always, Friday mornings, joined by my buddy, Rich Rebar. We're going to pick our five favorite games against the spread. Uh, the first ever, Week 18, uh, in, in NFL history. We did it. We made it. Uh, been working on projections this morning, and I just got to say, who knows? Who knows what is about to happen, man? I mean, real, like realistically, who knows? Yeah, it is a nightmare. Uh, for if, I mean, this is why you don't play season-long finals, though, this week. Like, really, that's just the short end of it. Like, DFS is fun because it's, like, half, like, a little bit of the mix of, like, preseason-y vibes. But, and you can get some information so there. But, like, this is why you don't play, pre, like, regular season finals at the end. Because you don't know who's going to play. Like, if your stars are going to play. Who has motivation? Who's been banged up and now can use this last week to rest? Uh, that's really just the short end of it. Yeah, I mean, uh, and and so unless I'm wrong, the only teams we know for sure that are resting people is the Bengals and the Browns. They said they they said Baker's not playing. They said Burrow's not playing. Zach Taylor was non-committal on Chase. Lamar is probably not playing for the Ravens. Right. Um, and I think that's it. I I don't think any team has confirmed. Well. The Packers haven't said anything yet, but they will. I mean, maybe may, I, I think Rodgers will maybe get a series for like game started purposes for like contract purposes and like record keeping purposes. Um, but that that'll be, you know, Jordan Love and and uh, Patrick Taylor are, are going to play a, a big role in that game. Um and then, and then basically all the motivation after that is pretty up in the air in terms of how much these teams care about seeding, essentially. Yeah, I think we'll see some teams that even start guys like not play the whole game. So like, I think if the Cowboys guys, we won't get a whole game out of them, uh, especially because I believe the Eagles won't play a lot of people because it just they're, they're going to be missing so many starters potentially due to the COVID outbreak. Yeah, that one Dallas will probably just run the, run through them anyways, and then two if they just rest guys on top of the COVID outbreak because they're going on the road no matter what then Dallas is probably up at a certain point in the game and they're just going to rest their guys too. They also have a start of a COVID outbreak too. The other thing with this too is you're almost in a weird, better spot if you've already had like COVID run through your team. Like we've seen, yeah. so like the 49ers and the Bengals are two teams that have basically skated through the entire year. Before this week, the 49ers had four people on the COVID list all year. And that's just like a ticking time bomb, right? Because like everyone we know in like our day-to-day lives, like half of my friends have have like gotten COVID the past two weeks and yeah. it's like in the 49ers are and like Bengals are you're starting to see like them pop up now so it's like going into the playoffs like these teams that have been kind of lucky uh you know and haven't had these outbreaks you see it's finally catching up to them so yeah it's an interesting spot this week uh 
like you said, like even those uh th- those teams like the Packers, they play their guys. I don't think you can expect a, a full game out of those guys. Uh, so if you're, if you're that's how I have it. I have I have the way I have it projected on Daily Roto is them playing a series basically. Like I've got I've got Rodgers mm-hmm. for like five percent of the pass attempts, Aaron Jones for like two carries and a target, Devonte Adams for like one reception, and maybe mm-hmm. that's wrong, but that is I mean that is what I anticipate is going to happen. So. Let's uh let's get into it. Let's try and let's try and pick these games where uh literally who knows. And uh, I'll I'll go ahead and let you start with your number five. Yeah, as a precursor, uh, you know, there's still more information to come out today. We'll figure some stuff out because the this is a, a tough week to, to just like say like I got these five games locked in. So, uh, you know, great assault with some of these end picks here. But there are a couple I feel good about towards the end. Uh, I'm gonna start with Seattle plus six and a half. Uh, this is another one of those spots where if you've got Russ and basically maybe his last game with Seattle, maybe like the end of an era, this era of the Seattle Se- Seahawks. I also show like this line should be kind of closer to like three and a half. So I think you're getting a little value on it too, but it's basically just Seattle just kind of, you know, keeping up and being able to stay within like a touchdown uh, of the Cardinals in this game. Uh, Cardinals are playing for something, so to speak. They need the 49ers to lose. Uh, but based on the way the Cardinals have played at home, at home this season and they are at home again in this game they might want to go on the road <laughs> they've been like a supremely better road team than home team this year I don't know what the reason for that it's probably just happenstance at variance but really is just Seattle staying within a touchdown here in like this go out game because like this Seattle team's not going to quit this last game of the season with everything that's going on with them no and that's that's not the way they've ever called these games. I mean, back, so, so Seattle's done this the other way, you know, Seattle's had the playoff spot clinched anyway, and they play starters in that spot too. Like they don't, they don't, they don't do the, the last week lay down. That's not uh that's not Pete Carroll football. That's uh that's not the hard nosed culture he's trying to establish. And I mean, getting, getting on the short side of the Cardinals right now is, is a good spot. Anyways, Cliff is, all the bad things we said about Cliff are like all converging at the same time here. And, and Kyler too, you know, the, the narrative with Kyler is that he always starts the year amazing, gets banged up. And that is far worse after that. Yeah. I saw like the, what that they came out last week. I think uh, like, you know, there was a, definitely like people running for the Hills after the two games that they played prior and they look solid last week. They still have a lot of pieces that I believe in. It's just, yeah. I mean, this is just one where I, I think you're getting a little bit of line value plus you have a little bit of narrative like Seattle's gonna go all all out in this game. Like they're quitting on Pete and what could be potentially even his last game too as coach and then Ross. Yeah, I think that they're gonna they're gonna come out and play hard. Yeah, I am. Uh, I am completely with that. All right, my number five. Can't believe I'm here on the road. The Washington Football Team minus seven points. Taylor Heineke at quarterback. <laughs> I've got three. This is this is just the all time. You know, Jake from Mike Glennon quarterback tandem. We got we got Joe Judge, you know, just I mean, the 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 Jaguars fans are doing the the clown avatars on Twitter and they're calling Shad Khan a clown. But is there a bigger clown in the NFL right now than Joe Judge? He's got to be the number one clown. I mean, hundred percent side. I've, you know, my son's a huge Giants fan. We, so we play a game like every Sunday, like after the game where he pulls up like the Joe judge transcript and he'll like ask me a question. We try to, we try to answer it like how Joe judge would. And like, we just had a field day last week. Oh my God. Like it was so, cause you know, that game and I don't even blame them for doing what they did. Like, you know, just dropping back 15 times in a game they lost by 20 points. Because 20 points. Mike Glennon had 15 dropbacks. 
He got sacked four times. He fumbled four times. He had two, he had two interceptions. <laughs> like, like just it was like one of those things. Like, let's just put two clock on. We'll just run because the clock will keep going, and we can get the hell out of here. Just an ab- they're just an abject disaster right now. Uh, I mean, you just look at this Giants team. Look at since the bye, how many points that they've scored. It's it's just an absolute joke. They can't score any touchdowns. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with this too. It, it feels terrible to like lay seven points with Washington at any level, right. but. This Giants team is just in no man's land right now. They're literally just playing things out, and they're dead. I wish they were. I mean, honestly, I wish that it was a slightly better team playing the Giants. Like, I would love if the Cowboys were somehow playing the Giants this week had had they been reversed because you could have laid, I don't know, you know, 11 and a half or whatever with the Cowboys and felt good about it. But, yeah, I mean, the Giants, they are – they're the, they're the biggest laughing stock in the NFL. I think they're a bigger laughing stock than the Jets. Certainly, uh, maybe the Jags. Maybe the Jags are are close to uh, to yeah. you know the the same amount. But I mean, I I definitely like. I, I just want to take anyone. I I would take the Jets <laughs> here. I would take any team playing the Giants this week. It just happens to be the Washington Football Team. So since the the Week Ten bye that the Giants had, they've had seventy nine offensive possessions and they've scored six touchdowns. Doesn't seem very good. <laughs> That seems quite, rather bad, actually. So I mean, it's it's just terrible. And the last time we saw Fromm start, I mean, it was a nightmare. The dude had 25 passing yards on 17 attempts. So yeah. we might even – I don't even know who the other quarterback is going to be the backup. I bet he plays, too. I don't even know who it is. But I would bet he plays. Like, why the hell wouldn't he? Like, Let's see if I can uh, figure this out. Their third-string quarterback. Because Glennon is out. Like, he's having hand surgery. Brian Lewerke. Who oh is, yeah, so fuck! He'll probably take some snaps. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, he w- he played at Michigan State, yeah. and uh, he's terrible. He's terrible. I, I mean, but, but why wouldn't he take some snaps? Like what? Yeah, not? I mean, <laughs> what, what's what's the what's the logic for for getting uh, Jake Fromm in there uh, and then not getting not getting Brian Lewerke in there? So I'm I'm with you. Uh, all right, what's your what's your number four? Uh, my four is the Steelers. Uh, yeah, just two, the, the, another, another spread. That's just a little bit off. Uh, even with Huntley starting, it's just one of those where Steelers probably can outright win this game. Uh, given the state of where the Ravens are, the, you know, they're, this is another team that like, they're going to, they're going to go all out and play in Ben's last game. Uh, they still have enough, uh, you know, sack equity here, especially where the Ravens, the big bug moves that they just can't pass protect. Uh, so are the Ravens <laughs> technically live for a they spot? Both are, both teams yeah. are. Okay. Which is which is crazy. Both teams need the the Jaguars to win, and then right. the Ravens. That need... that's what all the scenarios hinge on. Yeah, all the, all the scenarios hinge on the Jaguars beating the Colts. Yeah, and and then the Ravens also need. So if the Steelers just win and the Jaguars lose, that's simple. Like they're in. But the Ravens need the Jaguars to win, and the Chargers to lose, and the Dolphins to lose to get in, <laughs> plus win. So they Amazing. need a little more uh, juice, but. It's one of those two, even if the Ravens outright win this game, it's just, I, I feel like it should be closer to a field goal anyways. Uh, you know, that's basically what I show it as. You're getting a little bit of, of line value there too. I show it should be like three and a half and you can get it up at four and a half, five at pretty much most places. Um, and the Steelers already outright beat them already once anyway. So that's just kind of where it is. I yep. don't, I'm I, not in love with these. If we so have to, I, I swear to God, if we have to watch a Steelers playoff game by uh, uh, high water, I'm going to lose my mind. No, no, I can't. <laughs> Uh, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't live in that world. Um, I have the, the number four, I have the Kansas city chiefs minus 10 and a half or minus 11. They don't need to win, 
they will probably put in backups at uh, at some point. I guess, I mean, they, they can't get the, uh, well, they could get the one seed if the Titans lose, right? That is, that is the angle, uh, but they could also lock up the two seed uh, because, oh no, they, they don't even have the tiebreaker. So maybe not, maybe this is actually a bad pick. Uh, cause I'm realizing that they don't have the tiebreaker with the bills, but a, a win, a win for them is good. Cause they get to 12 wins. Obviously the bills and the Patriots can only get to 11. So, yeah. uh, they, I think they would like to win. Probably they don't super, super need to win, but also, you know, one of the things you can do in these weeks is obviously there are lots of people with good information betting into these lines. So if you see a line movement, it's, it's good to take it, you know, uh, to, to acknowledge that, but I've not seen any line movement in Denver's direction. And uh, Denver is just, I mean, they're a miserable football team. Just um, they, they, they have nothing to play for. The coaching staff knows they're not coming back. Teddy's not playing, you know, it's, it's they're just, sitting it's, a bunch of dudes on defense too. I saw Sertan probably won't play. Yeah, They're, they're and... both out. Yeah. Um, so like they're, they're, they're missing guys all over the board. Yeah. I'm with this. I mean, the chiefs are going to play, go out to win this game. Cause they lock up the two seed and the two seed while it's not, it's not a buy this year as in previous years, it wasn't last year either, but um, it, it, if you win, it gets you two home games basically though. So they're going to definitely play to win this game. Yeah. And, and that is a, that is a theme of my picks this week. I have a, I'm taking a bunch of huge numbers here. I'm taking a bunch of huge favorites. Um, which is I obviously in, in week 18, like they're not, there's not going to be a ton of three point spreads in week 18 oh, because, because no. the incentives are, are just not aligned for um, a ton of these teams. So I have, I have the chiefs over the Broncos as my number four. Yeah. I like that one. Uh, no problems with that, especially with what's going on at Denver and you know, the chiefs always play well in division. Uh, so yeah, I like that one. I had Washington as my three. So I think we're, are we back? Where are we at? I don't even know. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, so you already did your three. Um, so then my three is the Chicago bears plus five and a half points. Um, you know, it feels bad, but I, I, I can't even believe I'm here, but the, the Vikings are, the Vikings are, are the same thing as the Broncos, right? Literally nothing to play for super disappointing end of the season. They know the coach isn't coming back, which I guess, you know, when you, when you know the coach is coming back, it can go one of two ways, right? Where I know the coach isn't coming back and that's true for Chicago as well. It can go, you know, we fucking hated this guy. So we're laying down or it could go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I see. Yeah. I see Zim like the Vikings will still, I think even if Zim's out, like they'll play hard for Zim more than maybe Nagy. Yeah. Maybe this is a bad <laughs> pick. Maybe I need to, maybe I need to revise, but it just felt like, why well, Justin the Fields Vi- isn't playing either, so. Well, that was what – they've, they've been better with Dalton and Foles, <laughs> right? I mean, look, I, I love Justin Fields as much as the next guy. Actually, I love Justin Fields much more than the next guy. But what's clear, what has become clear over the 17 weeks of the season is that everything they've worked on as a team was structured to have Andy Dalton as the starter, and they kind of had to shoehorn Fields in um, – but yeah, I mean, it just, they, they look, they, they played better with the pocket passing quarterbacks in, uh, in, in a quarterback. And also this is maybe a little bit of a wish pick because we're all playing David Montgomery this weekend in daily fantasy. And if the bears <laughs> lay down and don't care in this game, that's going to be a disaster. Yeah. I, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with it. I didn't have a spot because you got two teams kind of in no man's land. 
And like, what are well, we that's the thing. So in the in the no man's land game, I think I like the dogs. I think in the games where where both teams yeah, are playing for nothing, I think in general you just side with the dog. Yeah, I have no problem with that. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm sad that Fields isn't going to get like one last yeah. kind of yolo start. I was hoping he was going to play. Yeah, it is uh, a bummer to make that game more interesting and potential, you know, stack stackable for like an offshoot. But you can run. We can run our minis still with Montgomery and Justin Jefferson, for sure. Uh, so that was my number three. And then I have, uh, I have two huge lines left. I'm sure you have the Colts, my... right? Yes. Yeah. The Colts are, the Colts are my two. All right. I didn't pick the Colts just because it was so huge, but I definitely have any, no problem with that. You realize that, that I mean, they're about to put a bow. Like the Jaguars are going to have the fewest passing touchdowns in a season that basically they've ever had, even, to, even with Blaine Gabbert, like it's, it's insane. Like how bad a team that is just like we talked about with the Giants, but the Giants are in a way worse spot right now, closing the year than the Jaguars, but it's been bad for the Jaguars. So I have no problem with that one. Yeah. Uh, so what is your, what is your number two? My two is the Saints uh, just because it's, it's such a spot where like this all lines up to where, because Taysom Hill. Yeah, I, I should, I should have, I should have the Saints. This, this actually feels like an error. I, I'm going to, I'm going to replace my three. Take, <laughs> we're taking it off the board. I'm, I'm stealing Rich's pick and I'm taking the Saints because the, the Saints are another one of those teams where there's, there is a cascading domino where theoretically they can get in. Well, I mean, it's a realistic shot because the 49ers lose to the Rams and they just yep. beat the Falcons. And so the thing about this too is like, this is the perfect Taysom Hill game because he didn't play in, the, he didn't start the first, it was Simeon that started they, when these teams played earlier in the year. Like if you were looking to just play a game where you're asking your quarterback not to like play in high leverage spots, control the game, move the football, like this is the perfect game for Taysom Hill. Like the Atlanta Falcons are last in the NFL in pressure rate. They're last in the NFL in sacks. They are 30th in the NFL in rushing yards allowed to opposing quarterbacks. Like this is a perfect game for Taysom Hill to just manage the hell out of uh, and just move the football down, kick field goals if they have to kick field goals, let their defense make stops against an Atlanta offense that just can't move really score points at all uh, right now because they stopped using Cordell Patterson in any remotely fun way. Uh, and it's just a perfect game. They're just lean on Taysom Hill and Kamara. Like, those dudes are just going to be like 100% of the offense in this game Sunday. Uh, and they, they'll they probably only allow like low, like teen, teens in the points as a high, high mark. High mark. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm just in on the Saints and just having like the perfect setup here. And it's going to suck because I don't want them to get in because I don't want to watch this Saints team in the playoffs, but there's a realistic shot they're in. Yeah, well, I mean, what do you think happens in in the 49ers Rams game? Do you think we are uh do you think we are going to be getting uh Trey Lance in that game? Does is is that what it sounds like? I mean, even if we're trending towards it, I just think the biggest problem the 49ers have is that their one the weakest part of their team, their defensive backfield is getting cluster cluster fucked in the covid. Like they've got 4 DBs on the covid list already this week. Uh, and it's like the one spot of their team, like they're, that's the weakest link of their, of their team is their defensive backfield. They're awesome against the run. They're number two in DVOA against the run. They're 18th in DVOA against the pass. Uh, and if you don't have any DBs against the Rams of all teams, like that's probably a problem. Uh, so that's my biggest thing. My biggest hang up with them right now is like, how are they going to get stops now if they're going to be out all these defensive backs in this game? Yeah. I mean, who, who knows? I, I am, uh, I am. So there's I'm optimistic uh, still because Shanahan, like he's been good at scheming stuff up against the Rams and getting like, like if you look at Debo and George Kittle's game logs against the Rams, they're like uh, insane. Like, especially Kittles. So like, like he's schemed up those two guys that like really do damage. So like he add Lance's like mobility and he could probably do some things still. I'm just worried about the other side of the ball. Like I, I think the Rams are going to just throw all over them. 
So are you are you not in on Sony this week for DFS? Um, I don't have a problem with it because if if the team's just gonna move the ball, like you know, you you're you're fine with that, right? Like you just yeah. set up some scores. Uh, so I don't have a problem with that. Um, uh, yeah, I like Stafford a lot though, uh, especially he got priced way down on Vandal. Um, he's like he's like seventy four hundred on Vandal, which is who crazy. who would you play in cash out of Taysom, Tyler Huntley, or Trey Lance, or do you think it's Josh Allen? I would play in cash. I would play Taysom because of what I said earlier about all the, uh, everything lining up. And then he's had eight career starts now, and he's had 17 or more fantasy points in all but one. Like, he's going to get you there in cash. And he's not really, like, a great uh, tournament play because he doesn't really, like, get you 30 ever, right? Like, he's going to get you. Well, he's got he's to run, run for two touchdowns yeah. to, get, to get there. So I do yeah. like him in cash when he frees up as opposed to Allen. But, uh, I mean, we're not uh, – like, I think this slate sets up perfectly for, like, the – like you know, how I like to play, which is small field, like onslaughts. So you take these teams, like the bills, right? Like I can play like an all bills lineup, mix in some minis and just onslaught that game while people are trying to diagnose, like trying to get cute, like Samaj P Ryan and like stuff that's like has the preseason type feel where it's like, yeah. I, I can just take one of these teams that like has like a 30 point team total and just play the hell out of plays max, max fill. And if I get the touchdowns, like I'm probably going to be in a good spot to, to one cash or potentially bank something. Yeah. Um, all right. My number one is the Buffalo bills, uh, minus, uh, what is, what is it? 16. So, I mean, the logic here is twofold. One, the, the bills do have, uh, some seeding motivation to be playing, but this is, this is my galaxy brain take of the week. McDermott is so tired of getting cucked by Bill Belichick. He wants to win the division. He wants to be in first place, the division, uh, now the Dolphins are probably going to lay over against the Patriots and and lose. And uh, honestly, I'm not sure how the the tiebreaker stuff is working out between them the, between those two teams. And and we have seen the Bills rest guys in uh, it's been week 17 before the famous uh, Robert Foster Duke Williams week where where Matt Barkley was starting at quarterback. But basically, I am just I am just anticipating. Uh, the Bills coming in here, trying to get Josh Allen on good footing because he was not very good last week. He turned the ball over twice, took some bad sacks. And I, I just am expecting some Buffalo Bills uh, just overall dominance here. And and I know that uh, everyone is is hyped on Zach Wilson because he had a good game against the Buccaneers last <laughs> week. But I, I, uh, I do not buy that as a representative sample for him. No. Uh, you know, the Bills, the one thing – What's crazy is you look, they have so many one scores, like their Pythagorean theme, like they should be, you know, 13 and three basically, uh, or 12 and four at the worst. And they've lost these one score games. I think the bills, like they're my favorite for the AFC. So I'm, I'm sorry, bills fans are kiboshing you. I, I, they're my favorite team in the AFC to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, I think they're the best team, but the one thing I'm worried about the bills is look at these. Now you have a, we have a three game sample in a, in a row of when they're at home in bad weather and like, it hurts their team. Like, this is a dome team. It's crazy. Like, they built an yeah. absolute dome team. Last week against the snow, Josh Allen was terrible. They obviously, we had the Monday night wind game, which, you know, everything was a, a disaster. That disaster. Night. And then yeah. in week 11, they played the Colts in, like, the cold and rain, and they couldn't throw the ball, and Jonathan Taylor just ran all over them. You know, because their biggest thing is on defense, they live in that base nickel, so, like, you can run on them. They, they want to play ahead on the scoreboard. And if you can just get the bills to where, like, they have inefficient passing – 
they're it's a problem for them. So I hate to see like them run into a postseason game where like they have to play in the snow and some bad weather because their team isn't really built for it. Uh, and it's it kind of played out that way towards the end of the season. So uh, yeah, that's a bummer. Football, get the Bills a down, man. It's uh, I mean even uh, even what's his face. Josh Allen was saying, like, basically he was saying that's what he wanted when they were talking about the, uh, about the Patriots game. He's like, yeah, yeah. I, Did I'm you all see Diggs last week. Diggs looked like the coldest human on earth. Like the, the second that game started, we were watching it. And I was like, dude, I was like, Diggs looks miserable. He's got like these long sleeves on. He's got like this, he's got the skull thing. The thing that comes over your whole head. Over like, your whole uh, head. He looked, he just looked miserable. Like I was like, this dude looks like he doesn't want to be out there at all. Like this is, this is like who signed up for this? Like this is not football. I saw, I saw, a sto- I saw a story this week that he got his Ferrari stuck in the snow in Buffalo. That's perfect. Exactly. Like, cause, cause he, it's like, yeah, one, dude, like, you can't drive a Ferrari in, in the winter. <laughs> like, yeah. There's a snow tire. There's no snow tires, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to put those away. You got to put those in the garage, your Mustangs and your Ferrari. Like, you know, those don't drive, man, in the snow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he looked miserable on Sunday. I was dying. I was like, this dude looks like he wants no part of playing in this game. Yeah, Justin he- Jefferson on Sunday night in Green Bay looked the same thing. Like, oh, dude, imagine <laughs> having to tackle AJ Dillon in one degree weather. Uh, especially if you're Justin Jefferson, because like you're playing with Sean Mannion already. He's got, you can tell he's got this because the dudes that are wearing like, like the sweater sleeves that aren't even like the Under Armour, you can tell yeah. like they want because they probably have Under Armour underneath it too. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, they can hardly move. They're just like, screw this. Like, I don't want to be out here. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bummer, man. The, the, the one knock on the Bills, yeah, is if they have to play like a cold weather game, they're like totally not built to like play that style of football. And that could be kind of their undoing if it's like a style makes fight things. The AFC has a couple teams like that. Like if you play the Patriots or the Colts in like bad weather, like that's that's a problem for the Bills. Yeah. Uh, all right. So is your is your number one the Rams? My number one is the Chargers. So I, so I obviously, obviously I'm, I'm totally with you. And this would have been, this would have been my, my number one as well, but the, it just remains to be seen what happens with that, that, that Jaguars game, you know, cause I, I, how about, how about this stat? The Colts have not won in Jacksonville, I believe since 2014. Yeah. How about, how about that for an institutional, <laughs> but obviously, you know, a pending, pending the result of, of that game. Uh, of course this is the number one and this is really just the the Raiders uh being a complete on a luck box run here you know they face Nick Mullins they face Drew Locke they face Wentz coming off of COVID the day of the game last week uh and just you look at the Raiders too since they're by they only five teams uh have scored fewer touchdowns than them and they're just outright awful teams the Panthers the Falcons the Texans the Jaguars and the Giants uh, they can't score points like they have to play. So there's two scenarios have to play out for the Raiders, I believe, to win this game. One, they have to score almost 30 points in the high 20s, which I don't believe they're capable of. because They haven't done it since Ruggs left the team. Uh, and then or they have to hold the Chargers to like the low 20s or high teens, which ain't happening either. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I just think that the Chargers just kind of run all over them uh, offensively. And we want Herbert in the playoffs anyways. We want these – we talked about it last week, wanting Burrow and Herbert in because it gives just like all this all, all this weaponry to player to teams we believe they can win any game. Like if the Raiders get in, uh, like there's – or the Steelers were to get in or some of these teams we talked about the Browns last week. Like there's no scenario where you can talk yourself into those teams winning four games. You can absolutely talk yourself into the Chargers winning four games if they get in. 
Uh, we were we were almost like three weeks ago talking about the Chargers potentially being one of the best teams, you know, when they played the Chiefs on Thursday night. Uh, so I, we want the Chargers to get in. I believe that they destroy the Raiders in this game just outright uh, because they've been in such a luck box run. Um, but yeah, I, I want the Chargers in. Give us, and we could have Chargers Chiefs first round. Get the three, the, the rubber match. Well, I don't want that. I would, <laughs> I would, I would much rather, I would much rather the Chiefs play, you know, some dipshit running team like the, like the Colts or the Raiders or, or something like, or the Steelers, you know, just don't do not. I don't, I don't like, cause I, I would like to maybe go to one of these games. Um, and I, well, I say that, but the chances, the chances of me going to um, like a four degree game at Arrowhead are like literally 0%. <laughs> Uh, like just, I, I bet I, well, I've been to a very cold game at Arrowhead, like a four degree game. And it's, it's just not fun. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just not fun to go to a football game. I mean, in live general, football, live football, one is probably the worst live sport. And then two cold weather, live football. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I've been to, I've been to chiefs games in, in like 30 degrees, which is not fun, but it's fine. But Chiefs mm-hmm. games in like four degrees. Also, this is an underrated thing. I mean, going to Arrowhead, it's it's got to be the worst parking situation of any major American sports complex. It'll it takes like two or three hours to get out after the game. I mean, it's just it's just miserable. So I, I say I would like to go to a game, but honestly, I probably won't. You maybe went to, maybe, you maybe went to a playoff game a couple years ago, didn't you? I've been to I've been to I've been to a couple uh, Chiefs playoff games. I've been to. Um, uh, and and the 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 best game ever. Did you was... go to the Patriots game? No, I went to like I went to like a divisional round. Where game. D Ford was offsides. No, if I if I would have been if I would have been at that game, I would have lost my shit. Um, I, I I actually one of the best games I ever went to was the the 49ers came to come play, and we had amazing seats in the end zone. The Chiefs scored like forty five. It was uh that was that was and that was the game, Garoppolo game. got hurt right. That was the Garoppolo yep. uh, towards yep. ACL. Yep. Yeah, it yeah, was, uh, it was, I think the first Nick Mullins game, um, DFS this week. What's the, what's the takes? I mean, I, I am having trouble, uh, coming up with takes right now. Well, I said, I think this, I mean, I'm going to do what I do play small field on slots, uh, you know, but try to load up on teams. I'll probably play some bill stacks, even some saint stacks, you know, where I play Taysom and Kamara and maybe even Marcus Callaway, maybe run like Russell Gage back or something. Uh, Russell Gage is really cheap on both sites, by the way. I know for his opportunity. I don't know if you're doing projections on the site, he probably stands out a little bit. Obviously, he's not fun to play, but I'm probably going to sit on slot games, see if I can get the uh, some of these teams that are playing for stuff, have these high team totals like the Colts, um, and just try to dominate all the touchdowns and, and see where it leads. Yeah, it's basically the short end of it. Like I won't play very much cash at all this week. I know you are playing a lot of. Cash yeah, I, I I'm already <laughs> I'm already regretting this. This uh, is a great week to scale back your cash, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, you know, or or scale <laughs> way up. <laughs> <laughs> or hey, man, it's the last week. Go crazy, right? If it's yeah. if it's if it's fungible income, but you know, I look forward to some of these playoff slates too. These short slates, they're almost like Thanksgiving slates in a way. Um, except for they moved one of these games to Monday. Yeah, dude, they stupid. ruined. They ruined. They ruined the first slate of the year. Uh, the first playoff slate of the year with moving the game to Monday night. Yeah, that sucks, man. Uh, not thinking about us, the, 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 yeah. the common man, the DFS man. <laughs> one, of, one of my takes is Dante Foreman against Houston. Oh, like uh, that. He, he just absolutely smashed against Miami last week. He, uh, what, are you, what, are you, what are you doing with Derrick Henry in fantasy next year? Karain and I were talking about this yesterday, and Karain's like, he's 28. He finally got hurt. 
he, he didn't really you know, the, the, the pass catching was sort of an aberration. And then I was saying, you know, they've never had a guy who could compliment him as a runner. You know, they had Deion Lewis, they yeah. had McNichols, but I mean, for, dude, look at Foreman. I mean, Foreman running the ball. I mean, he's not as good as Derrick Henry, but he plays the exact same way. And if he siphon, I mean, if he's siphoning off four carries a game, that's actually pretty bad for Derrick Henry's projected workload. I mean, we've seen the Titans like this whole run. Like I saw like this week, there's been excitement about Derrick Henry coming back. And I get it. It's Derrick Henry. Like none of these guys are as good of them, but them running the football has not been a problem since Derrick Henry's gotten hurt at all. Like it, it, like them, like AJ Brown has shown to be way more important to that offense. Oh, than Derrick big Henry. time. And it's yeah. not like even like hyperbole. Like I, and Derrick Henry's better than all these running backs. It's not me trying to save they're not, but like them running the football has not been an issue. It's not, it has not been. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's one of these things where I don't think it really even changes. Like they're, they're playoff thing a lot. Like, you know, I don't think it really hurts them either, but yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I'm definitely not going to be the person drafting Derrick Henry and DFS is our fantasy. It's just the way I play. Uh, you want me to take a non-pass catching running back that's oh, past the age apex, uh, with like top five premium equity. I'm not going to do it. It's just the way I play. If it comes back to bite me, so be it. That's just, it is what it is. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> just the way I play, man. But yeah, what about a great point though? If they do have a guy that could just like where he doesn't get his his thirty carries turned into twenty five or twenty four. Uh, you know, what about uh, what about Najee Harris next year? I feel like I feel like he is a total. I feel like we didn't learn anything about him this year. I mean, the the supposition was that he was going to get all these touches. He did, but it's not like you were you're super stoked about these touches that he's been getting. I I guess. It, it, with Najee, it's unknowable without knowing who's their quarterback next year. Yeah, and I don't really have a problem with Najee. I think he'll more or less be fine uh, because we've seen that that staff, especially you know uh, since Tomlin's been there, if they have one guy, they'll, they'll play one guy. So I think more or less, I think Najee's going to be very much where he's going to be like an always RB1, but like maybe he's on like the, the Zeke corollary where like he is an RB1, but like maybe not a guy that has like a high win rate on his own. Like, you know what I mean? Just like really high floor, uh, maybe gives you a spike week or two during the season, but like more or less is just fine. Like, like we're, you're not going to really go crazy. He's not going to probably win you a lot of stuff on his own, but he's also really not going to lose you a lot. So that's, that's what I kind of, he's like that. Zeke. He's like that's Zeke. I honestly, yeah, very, yeah. I see very much like you're right. Zeke in fantasy where he just doesn't have like a high win rate on his own. Like he's not necessarily a bad pick either. He's going to get yeah. a bunch of touches. Um, yeah, I think the toughest guys that for me right now, and obviously it's we're still in week 18, there's a lot of sure. time to go over this. Uh, you know, DeAndre Swift will still be tough. I think a lot of people are, I think a lot of people are still like overshooting DeAndre Swift, especially in Dynasty. Uh, like, oh, big time, big time overshooting him in Dynasty. He's like the I don't locked think... in RB2 in Dynasty, which I find. I, I don't know if the offense will ever be good enough during his rookie contract to justify that. And also, like, we have, like, a pretty large sample of, like, we, we have a pretty large sample of, like, him being a timeshare back. And, like, a lot of people are just projecting him being, like, just magically getting, like, all these touches. And he could get them. But uh, – and he was, a, he was a great value for while he was playing this year. But he'll be drafted high this year. Just – I feel like the locked-in RB2 for Dynasty. Like, he's a first-round Dynasty pick. Like, what, at what point are you doing a startup do you feel great about picking DeAndre Swift as your first-round pick? Like, how I are mean, you going to take it, him over C.D. Lamb? Or like, someone like, would always – someone always would be more bullish on him yeah, than me, and, basically. So, him and then, obviously, Elijah Mitchell, like, uh, will be, like, a big Dakami point, like, this offseason. Uh, because uh, as good as Elijah Mitchell was and how much he walked into a four-workload, the 49ers have to at least go into this offseason thinking about, like, did this dude hold up? 
he got hurt three different times to like the workload he had. Uh, they, could they bring Raheem Mostert back? Like they're going to have all So like, he's going to be a guy that's going to be a pretty much a hot button. I think in the off season as well. What do you think happens with the 49ers backfield next year? That's what I said. Yeah. I mean, who the hell knows? I think that they have to look at it though, in having a better contingency plan, what they had just based on, they gave all these touches. To well, well Je- Jeff Wilson Jr. Won't be on the team next year. No, they'll, they'll, probably they'll, not. They'll have, he'll, he'll be a special teamer for, you know, Tampa Bay or something. And they'll, they'll draft another running back. Honestly, I'll tell you right now, Shanahan's drafting. Uh, oh, yeah. He's drafting Deuce Vaughn. Oh, I don't even know if he's <laughs> eligible or not, but he's drafting a running back in like the fourth round. Well, we're going to have all these other kind of like guys that like these ghosts that came on, like what happens to some of these guys that they could get jobs elsewhere, like Sony or Rashad Penny or Melvin Gordon. Melvin Johnson is a, is a restricted free agent. So like, do the Browns do something with cream hunt? Do they move on from cream hunt and then just do like tender Dearness Johnson? Like there's kind of a lot of moving parts where like some of these guys can come take touches at places. Uh, Dearness Johnson would be awesome in the 49ers run scheme for sure. He's like a little Alfred Morris. Uh, But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things here. I mean, what happens with the Patriots, you know, is it just going to be like a double dip with the Damian Harris? I'm I'm playing, I'm planting a flag right now. The people can't see this. You can see it. I'm planting a flag. (laughs) However, the ADP shakes out. I want Ramondre and I don't want Damian. I will not be drafting Damian and I will be hoovering up like ninth round or eighth round Ramondre Stevenson next year. We also have uh, is Chase Edmonds is a free agent, right? Too like he's a free agent. So is James uh, Connor. James Connor only signed so a like, one year deal. And who Coral Patterson? What he showed to someone sign him now. Uh, oh yeah, I I, I I can't even believe these words are are escaping my <laughs> lips. But I will not be drafting Cordero Patterson. No, I won't either. But but he probably earned a multi year contract now. A- Atlanta was- Atlanta will resign him. That's classic. Yeah. That's classic Atlanta overpaying for the past production. And and Calvin Ridley's probably going to be on a different team. Uh, there the was short that, there end. Was- there was a report what, yesterday that he wants out. The short end of this conversation we're having is if you're in early best balls, you have to punt running back for a while. Like you can maybe take one anchor that's like safe. Like you have an early pick and you take Jonathan Taylor, right? Or Christian McCaffrey, like workload guys are fine. But you want to just load up, especially in early best ball drafts. Draft running backs to the end of drafts and just climb. That's when you're going to get all your value. Like guys will only climb. The back end running backs will only increase in value as the offseason goes. We saw this like last year play out with, Big you time. know, Sony and Daryl Henderson and all those other guys. So like you just hammer the good wide receivers in these early best ball drafts, stack running backs late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. And then we haven't even, this, this is the, the, the biggest storyline of what is going to happen this offseason. We're about to have an all time quarterback musical chairs offseason and we're going to have the quarterback musical chairs offseason even if Rodgers leaves Green Bay but if Rodgers does leave Green Bay and Russell Wilson wants to get traded I mean it's just going to be chaos right like complete chaos because these are all I I did this yesterday with Corain I think these are all the teams that are reasonably in the market for a new quarterback the Miami Dolphins the Houston Texans the Steelers probably the Browns uh the Denver Broncos the Washington football team, possibly the New York Giants, possibly the Saints, definitely the Panthers, possibly the Seahawks, possibly the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, that's like 11 teams right there that are at the very least open, if not wanting a new quarterback. Yeah, I think all of us in the community are just hoping Denver does something. And then we also are wondering what the hell we should get clarity right in the next uh 60 days and what's going on with Deshaun Watson like isn't his February a civil trial 
So like we should. I, I, I've been writing that off. I've been writing him off as yeah. a non-factor forever. But I mean, the dude's only 20, going to be 26 years old. And obviously like when he's playing a top five fantasy play, like, like where does he go? Uh, if this thing, cause we'll know that the, the start of the season is March. Uh, like the third week of March is the start of the new season. We might, ha- we would actually know because I know for a fact there was a trade for Deshaun Watson that was contingent on the league not sitting on their hands and, and, yeah. and saying what they were going to do with them. And that's what held it up. So if we get to March at the start of the new season in that third week, and this is already clear because the civil trial happened and like, whatever it got, it, it, it is what it is. I he's going to get traded that first week. Like there's no way he won't be. It'll be like Stafford. It might be even like something like Stafford where like there's a deal already done. And then once it's just when the league gets the calendar, it's, it's, it's in the books. Um, but that, that's still something else too. him changing teams impacts. A, it could impact a ton if there's no, uh, you know, suspension or ramifications. Those are all things we don't know now, but obviously it still exists too, where you have Watson, Wilson, maybe Kirk Cousins changing teams, uh, maybe Aaron Rodgers, like, like Baker actual, Mayfield, actual quarterbacks that like impact, like what receivers do. And then do the Eagles, are the Eagles involved in the, so the Dolphins? If the Eagles, if the Eagles move to a new quarterback, if the Eagles move to a new quarterback, I'm going to, I'm going to shit on them at every possible opportunity. I mean, make, you make the playoffs, you're going to win nine or 10 games. Like this is three first round picks. Ah, uh, I'm so annoyed. Cause they, and they, cause they can take there. There are some very solid wide receivers in this class. You add a wide receiver. So Rager and Greg Ward and Quez Watkins are not playing a huge role. You got your tight end. Devonta Smith does look like a hit. You know, you work on the offensive line, probably you rotate Jordan Howard out for like the younger model, whoever that may be. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I would be very annoyed if they, if they do something with, with the quarterback position. Yeah, it'll be interesting to what happens. But but if those two teams were to make, like the Dolphins and the Eagles are to make a, a, a move for one of these other high profile guys, then we have to assume like Tua and Hertz are going somewhere else. Somewhere too. else. Yeah. So like then that it, so yeah, like I mean, this is gonna be like a, an interesting offseason of like where guys move. Like, does Jameis get another job? Does Mariota get a job? Uh yeah, all this, uh, all this stuff. I would like to see Mariota be the Pittsburgh guy, the guy that goes to Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh. I was gonna say, I was gonna say Tua makes sense. For, for Pittsburgh, he's just yeah, I mean, he's just he's just like a thirty five year old Ben Roethlisberger anyway. <laughs> well, Matt Canada, uh, his his scheme kind of revolves around having a mobile quarterback, and they just don't have that. If and it's not even a great scheme to begin with, to be honest. But like, yeah, it, it's all predicated on having a mobile quarterback, though. It's all QB movement, and like they just don't they just don't have that. And so if they're gonna bring Canada back, like something like Mariota makes sense because they don't have the capital to like really get one of these quarterbacks, and like unless they're gonna take a chance on these guys. Um, so like Mario, it would make a ton of sense for Pittsburgh for me. Yeah. I don't know, um, but that's, it's, you're right though. It's going to be a big time movement. And like, what do you do? Like if, what if Seattle moves on from Russ and doesn't replace anybody? Now we've got Lockett and DK stuck with, with, who, with, knows Gino. What, yeah. with who knows what that is going to be rolling out at quarterback. And that's how it is in a, a lot of those situations, you know? So, I mean, we all just uh, want Denver to get a quarterback, right? I yes. think that that's number one on the wish list is we got, we got Judy Sutton, Fant, Alberto, Javante, with a good quarterback and, and hopefully a good head coach, you know, they're, if, if new quarterback, Kellen Moore, like that's wheels up, you know what I mean? But they, they could go the other way and they could, they could be Andy Dalton and Dan Quinn. And then you're like, well, nothing changed here. <laughs> how about, yeah. How about the Jaguars flirting with uh, Bill O'Brien? Uh, like right now, like 
I'm like, what are we doing, Sean Khan? And his his track record is a disaster too. Like, yeah. God. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, that no Denver wide receiver has caught a touchdown since week nine. Corlin Sutton has less targets than Albert O since he signed the contract extension. It's just a disaster. That might that might not be true after last week, but it was true for a little while. It's a, it's a joke, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be fun. I'm I'm excited. I actually just redid all my dynasty rankings uh, for positions. I have to do like my, I'm gonna lay out my top 300 for like everything and get those on the site. But I just redid all my dynasty uh, rankings last night. I was like, I just got felt like doing it, and uh, yeah, so I'm. Excited. Well, I I need to do that because I have a bunch of teams that are coming out of a tank now. I I have teams that that spent the last two years tanking that are coming out of the tank with like picks to spend or or out of picks to spend. And now it's time to start trying to score some points. And I'm going to have to figure out what I'm doing with those teams, which is not, it's actually not fun. The, 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 the most fun thing to do in dynasty is either you have a super team or you have the worst team ever where you're just trading everything that's not tied down. <laughs> but then when you have to start trying to score points, that's like the most difficult time. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, especially when you need Ben Roethlisberger to score points for you. <laughs> Yeah. 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 We're so, so in that league, dude, that league that we're in together, the, the Barrett league, I I have uh, seven picks in the top 15 for, of, of the draft this year. But I, I have like, I have like no running backs on this team. Like I literally have zero running backs who are going to score points. And, and I, biggest poison pill in dynasty ever was having the one one in all these super flex leagues last year and taking Trevor Lawrence in a, in a class with Pitts and chase and it, I mean, and and Lawrence doesn't even look marginally. He didn't even look better than Mac Jones right now. No, and uh, you avoided that at least. Uh, it, it didn't have that, but yeah, that that le- I mean, if you're if you are going to be like in a, a complete rebuild, like you did, you tore this thing down. Like the one spot you do want to ch- need to be chasing is running back. But there's no reason for you to have good running backs on. Those yeah, there's rosters. no, there's yeah. I, so I got traded for Travis Etienne in a lot of these leagues. I try to trade for J.K. Dobbins. I in traded a lot of these leagues. Yep. Yeah, that was the trade in God. It was for Godwin, and uh, I ended up not having him for the finals. Which... I know, and that's so brutal. See, that's the <laughs> that other thing about this. going for it. That's the thing about going for it that sucks is that guys missing uh, a two two weeks for whatever. I mean, Godwin got really hurt, but you know, just random COVID stuff, random turned ankle or whatever. Like, oh, you happen to miss Austin Eckler in week fifteen. You you leverage your you you know you leverage your whole team. Like that's the scary thing about going for it is that just these minor hiccups in the grand scheme of things can ruin like a four-year plan. Yeah, I mean, even Cousins got me with the Cousins wait. Cousins waited till the last week to have to, to finally pull to the get COVID, COVID card. Like yep. we knew he was going to at the very beginning of the season. Like he was minus. He was the biggest minus to have COVID probably coming into the year if you could bet. And uh, I, I had to play Ben Roethlisberger in the Ben Kobe sendoff game. <laughs> yeah was that not the saddest affairs like you ever saw like like did you yeah did you they tried pass attempts you had 30 pass attempts at halftime for like 90 yards they like, they tried to do the kobe send-off game i mean clearly that was their mm-hmm. plan to try to do sad, it, dude. and it just didn't work it yeah. was impotent it was oh it was it was it was painful it was painful to watch i felt bad yeah and I, my All team right, felt bad in the finals that needed to have to play. <laughs> it <Ben> sure <laughs> did. <laughs> and, Nick, and Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb on the rep count. It was not a good ending for your no, season. No, well, once the Browns, the Bengals won the day before, I knew that Chubb was going to like, something was going to happen where Chubb didn't really play. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. So yeah, it is what it is. Wait, we made it, man. 18 weeks. It was, uh, it's always unique. And if everyone's ready, prospect season is coming, baby. 
<laughs> yep, it, it sure is. It sure is. We're going to get to know all these quarterbacks. Uh, I have a feeling Malik Willis is going to become a new pet project of mine, depending on on where he uh, he gets drafted. But let's get you out of here, man. Tell the people where to go, what they uh, what the what playoff stuff over on Sharp for One Analysis. What do we got? Yeah, I will actually be doing, you know, worksheet games uh, for all the playoff games. And that's just all open. None of that's paywalled or anything. All that stuff's just open during the year. So if you want to look for like any DFS takes and betting stuff, uh, I'll have that. Warren stuff is going up right now. You can get the the playoff packages for all his picks. Uh, you know, his, his obviously he destroyed again this year. So, yeah, keep tailing Warren on picks. Uh, he knows what he's doing. Yep. All right. <laughs> there we go. Let's get out of here, everyone. See you next week. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece with nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.